Another episode of the Lions Lent by Donkeys. We're recording. It's our special Q and A. With me is Nick. Yes, and uh, everybody knows me. I'm Joe from every other episode of this As show. As always, and this is our one year anniversary show, Ooh. which is precisely one year longer than we ever thought we'd be doing this show. Very. We, I think what ten episodes in was our first. Yeah, Q&A? we did our first Q and A ten episodes in because we didn't think we'd make it much far past. That, that. was an accomplishment. <laughs> Uh, I think the first episode was an accomplishment. It was a bad accomplishment, but we did it. We did it, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so we bugged you guys for the last like month, I think, uh, for questions, um, whether they were, were about history or anything at all. Um, and we would do our best to answer them on the air. And uh, I picked out, we had like a lot of questions, which is awesome, but... Way more than the first time. The first Which time. Which is we had good. To, we had to dig, I mean, I would hope we have more fans now that we're doing something very wrong. Um, so we picked out a handful of them um, just so we can keep it to about an hour or so. And also so I don't do 20 different Mary Fuck Kills uh, as entertaining as Oh, Mary is. Fuck Kills are great. Yeah, oh, they're solid. Them. They're solid. Okay. Um, so we started off. Uh, around a year ago now, uh, we don't exactly remember the exact day because uh, why would we have noted that down? Uh, we didn't think we'd be sitting here having this conversation. How did we come up with the idea of starting this? We were we were drunk playing video games, I believe, as yes. every good idea yeah. starts. We were. I don't know. I think. Oh, we were probably talking shit. I know exact. We were talking shit shit on the J R E. Oh yeah, Joe Rogan. Yeah, because yeah. he's a fucking piece of shit. We were definitely talking shit on that, and then for some reason talking about, wow, we really like Dan Carlin. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right, because we were talking about Dan Carlin and Mike Duncan, which are fucking magnificent podcasters and, and kind of sort of historians. Mike Duncan is, an, I believe, is a real historian. He's fucking great. He's great. Um, working on a book about the life and time of the Marquis de Lafayette will probably be really good. Um, but we agreed that listening to an hour of just you know, dry history can be a bit much, even if you're a history nerd. Right. Um, At points, I found it kind of like, all right, I need to change it to something else. Especially because like some of Dan Carlin's episodes are like four hours long. Yes. Which like, uh, like Roadmap was a blueprint to Apocalypse. Yeah, that one's long, but it's so good. It's fucking great. But also sometimes I wanted to die and it's like super down and it's super depressing which i mean it's about world war 1 of course it's depressing when i read his tweets i read <laughs> yeah. it in his voice yeah I, it's so ingrained in my man. head <laughs> yeah yeah when i'm reading about world war 1 I, I tend to get really depressed so i have to pencil into like a circus clown cartwheeling down the psalm to make myself feel better Aww. Um, yeah he, he, he died he, too he, he didn't make it um, but we thought it would be a good idea to bring some levity to the situation like there's a lot of i mean sound really stupid to say there's a lot of hyper serious topics in history there's a lot of shit we'll we'll just never cover because we can't make fun of it um and i know the we, holocaust yeah exactly like i want to do the armenian genocide that's gonna be fucking hard to do um but you know we've done some serious shit and it got uh you know a solid reception but if you can't bring levity to a situation i also believe that you can shit talk somebody um like our mamudia and hadith episodes obviously not a fucking barrel full of laughs but we also didn't have to act ultra serious. Yeah. Um, um, Some stuff is super hard. Yeah, and we didn't have to try to play like the neutral character like some people do when they're like, oh, it's ultra serious. We can't pick sides. Like, no, it's okay to point out someone in history and like, that guy fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. And that's what we do. Nobody else is doing it. Um, at least not to the extent that we do it. Um, so that's kind of how we ended up where we ended up, which actually starts off at a great first question. Nice. In um, in a year now. You did get good at this. I know. Uh, in, a, in a year or so, give or take a couple days now, uh, and 50-ish episodes, what do you regret? What do you think you could have done better? Ooh. 
I got a really obvious one for that. Okay. We know nothing about sound design. <laughs> or, or sound from the first. Sound engineering. Sense, yeah. Like so I was at uh, a book signing in North Carolina at a college and there's full of like history PhD students and stuff. Like, dude, your podcast is awesome. But I almost quit after like the first eight episodes because it sounds like a fucking potato. <laughs> like, yeah, we had to we had to go get a professional to do that. What's up, Nate? Uh, th- thanks for dealing us with us. We're, it, we're getting mad and we're like, fuck this. Let's so go play video bad, games so instead. Um, the interview I did with <sighs> Tom uh, about German armor. That I, one was, I like that one. I oh. actually do it twice, um, which is uh, will bring you behind the music here. Uh, we did it once and I did it fucking wrong and it did not record at all. So now this is before Tom and I, he's come to my house. We've drank together. We've had dinner. I consider him a friend now. But this is like he was just some guy from Twitter at the time who took time out of his day to Skype some motherfucker from across the country. And I'm like, hey, buddy, it didn't record. You want to spend another hour and a half on Skype with me? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. Like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> uh, I completely fucked it up. Um, and then even after we got a <clears throat> an engineer or producer, um, I fucked it up. Uh, we did an episode on the White Rose, which uh, Rich was on for, which is an episode I could not wait to do, and I fucking botched the shit out of it. So I definitely regret that. Um, I picked the wrong toggle switch or whatever, and it recorded through the uh, the microphone on my laptop rather than oh, the dude. incredibly expensive sound yeah. equipment we have on our table. <laughs> Fuck me, man. That sucked. I remember all the YouTube videos we were watching, like, how the fuck do we do this stuff? Uh, yeah, and it still did nothing. So yeah. if anybody doesn't know, Nate um, Bethea is our producer. He suffers so much dealing with my bullshit. Um, so if you if you don't know who he is, follow his podcast, Hell of a Way to Die, and Trash Future. They're fucking magnificent. Um, and they're our podcast family now. <clears throat> I enjoy it. Yeah, they're great. Um, another huge regret i have is my research sucked at first um now i will normally research an hour-long episode from anywhere to six to ten hours um a script will run uh, six to ten pages um <clears throat> unless it's like the iran iraq war series and the upcoming soviet afghan war which has taken me literally months to do um but I believe when we did an episode on Luigi Cadorna and we did another one on Douglas Haig, yes. we researched for about 20 minutes. Yeah, I think it was like <laughs> day of recording. We we're like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, I think I had two paragraphs let's, written. <laughs> yeah, let's get trashed in. And we didn't have any kind of format. Like we both would research and then like, oh, let's just see what you research. And we found we found the exact same fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, we were like, well. So this isn't really working. Um, I obviously have a background. Sitting two feet from each other. Yeah. Uh, now we actually have a table, which is nice. Um, but, you know, we uh, we were just saying the same things. I'm a little bit better at research because I do it for school all the time. And obviously I write a lot. So I'm like, well, fuck. And, and you're in the army, so. I just don't do any research you now. <laughs> you don't have any fucking time to live your life. So I'm like, well, fuck. I don't have a I life. Think, oh, I only did research for one thing. It wasn't even recent now. It was Jade Helm. Yeah, that's it. And we fucked that episode up too. That was a great episode. So I loved it. The Jade Helm episode is originally supposed to have two video clips in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we did a test run <laughs> incorrectly that, uh, that, if we just played the video clips in the background while uh, we were using our recording program, it would just pick it up. And we did a dry run, and it worked. Yeah, it did not transfer to the uh, to our producer, who's like, "Yeah, dude, there's a 30 second lapse of nothing except you drinking and breathing." <laughs> <laughs> so, and and that has been this the the only I've only ever got complaints about two episodes. That is one of them, and that is the only reason why. It wasn't because we just shit on Texas for an hour and a half. But we kind of did. But we did. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I own property in Texas that makes me legally a Texan, uh, so that's okay. Um, what's your major regret, you think? <sighs> Not picking a better whiskey to represent our show. Yeah, uh, so... <laughs> it's rough sometimes. We record this at my place. I don't know why we decided on that. But I have the space. Yeah, you do. Um, I think it's because at the time you're living in a duplex and your neighbor, you could hear your neighbor through your walls. I can hear them shitting. <laughs> and I had uh, a, at least a, a separate house. So like, well, the only thing that's to make noise is my dog. So um, 
Uh, so we picked over here. And the agreement was, like, I'll set everything up. I'll get food, just bring booze. So he brought a plastic jug of whiskey I had never heard of before. I got it just because I wanted to be adventurous. And I was like, holy fuck, that looks fucking sweet. And I just got done the night before watching The Crow. <laughs> and we got fucking lit on Old Crow. And now it's our thing. We And I'm uh, shout out to uh, Dr. James Crow. Uh, for not sending me a cease and desist letter for stealing multiple pieces of art and then selling it for profit. So shout out to you, bro. Uh, doctor. Sorry, I didn't mean to take away from yeah. the couch of whiskey doctorate program. Dick. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess we can move on from that one. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yep, definitely should have picked a better whiskey. I mean, it's affordable. It's definitely affordable. <laughs> it's so but bad. But it also they... tastes like chemicals. So somebody told me recently that they found somewhere that sold Old Crow for like 60 bucks. And um, yeah, I think it was overseas. What? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that happened. Um, and all, But here, at least around us, you can only get it Rite Aid. <laughs> Which <laughs> if, if, so if you live somewhere that doesn't have a Rite Aid, it's a corner pharmacy, one step above a 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> they just sell a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that. We did an episode on the on the dogs of dogs in parentheses bear of war episode, which I really enjoyed. Mm, yes, um, and somebody wanted to know more about Cujo, the dog that uh, came back from Afghanistan with us. So um, Cujo came to us randomly out of nowhere, out of a field one day, and followed us back to a base uh, where, even though it's strictly against rules to keep dogs, uh, because I mean wild dogs are a huge vector for disease. And a lot of the dogs, for, for anybody who hasn't been overseas, uh, especially to places like Afghanistan where there's large amounts of stray dogs, um, they're not domesticated. They're, they're like maybe a step above a wild dog. They'll fuck you up. Uh, Cujo wasn't one of those, but he probably had a fair amount of illnesses, which is to be expected. But he was also bred to fight. They cut off his ears and tail because those are eagle, easily latched onto uh, during a dog fight, I guess. Uh, but he was really friendly towards us. He turned into kind of our guardian against other dogs and sheep, which was weird because I never felt endangered from sheep in my life. Uh, you didn't know that because Cujo was protecting you. That's right. Maybe she- sheep are probably the the number one killer in Afghanistan. It's not actually IDs. That's it's sheep. Yeah. You just blame the bombs. <laughs> um, and at night when we went on night patrol, like Cujo would like growl uh, if he heard anything coming, which is pretty fucking handy in the middle of the night. Uh, but a platoon sergeant from another company, I won't say his name, put in the paperwork to adopt Cujo. Uh, after a long process, um, he got Cujo back to the States. But I do need to point out here, even though this is not part of your question, it was significantly easier getting a dog to move from the United, uh, move to the United States from Afghanistan than it was to get Hamid, our interpreter, to the United States. It took him a full two years longer than a dog to get his visa approved. So, if you're in Afghanistan and you're listening to me for some reason, uh, first of all, hi. Second of all, don't work for Americans. They will fuck you over. They care about dogs more than you. Um, but not only did he get Cujo, the same guy ended up deploying again, adopting another Afghan dog. So now Cujo has family because he doesn't understand English yeah. and his family, he doesn't know his family, what his family's saying. Uh, but no, he's... He's very happy and healthy, and I would post pictures, but most of them involve the guy's kids, and I'm not going to do that. Uh, but yeah, just know Kuja's really happy. He's way better off uh, than he was in Afghanistan, and like pictures, people keep posting pictures of him like curled up on couches. This That's is pretty cool. The only story you told that I don't have to take a shower after. I don't feel dirty. Oh, so I got to change that now. Rolling into our next question. Tell me an embarrassing family story. Oh, yeah, I love these. So, I grew up, you know, Hispanic. I don't. I may not look it. Did you get over that it. at some point, or apparently so? Because uh, <laughs> I'm the only one in my family who can't speak Spanish. So, kind of the disappointment. You're the Hispanic that people that don't like Hispanics like. Yes. Like, you assimilated, my boy. <laughs> but also, like, I still don't want to treat you as like an equal person because your last name is yeah. vaguely Hispanic. It is. It can. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I have a few, I guess. But one that I really like is... What's, what's your grossest one without... I mean, I'm going to give out some... Grossest one? Well, I mean, like, the one that 
if you're in a circle oh, with fuck. other okay. shitty soldiers tell, telling horrible family stories, what's your one-upper story? So I always, my brother was a, kind of a piece of shit when we were growing up to me. He was older. <laughs> and whenever my parents would leave, he would watch us and he'd be the fucking dictator. He'd, he'd turn it like a regime fell over us in the house. Like the flags would go down. The CIA was probably involved. <laughs> we we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> he tried choking me out with a pool stick at one point because <laughs> I wasn't listening to him. I mean, we he... didn't even have a pool table. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, you have a pool stick? I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, I know this fucker tries to sneak out every Saturday. I'm going to get him. So I grab a bunch of two by fours. My dad's a pretty handy guy. He's got a bunch of tools laying around, some nails. Start nailing some, oh, no. <laughs> some nails and the fucking boards. You set up a fucking punji pit for your brother? Yes. <laughs> and it was outside his window. Oh my God. I laid out probably about six boards, and each board there's probably four. Oh my God. Four nails. This isn't a prank. This isn't an attempted murder. No. <laughs> Only his foot. <laughs> oh, so. The night goes on. My parents leave. He's watching over us. He hits me a few times. I try to hit him back. He's bigger than me at the time. Whatever. I got him later. He doesn't know it. Maybe like an hour later after this beating, all I hear is, oh my God. <laughs> just someone just screaming, screaming. And I'm like, gotcha, fucker. <laughs> and I go outside. His foot, literally, nail, can see it foot all the way to the board i was like oh fuck that worked too good like so i was like well don't want to get in trouble for this so i tried like convincing him like hey we'll both get in trouble if you tell (laughs) it's like what every brother tries to tell their little brother after they fuck him up it really is so i yanked the board surprisingly a lot of force goes into trying to yank nails out of someone's foot i wouldn't know now you do (laughs) so I yanked this fucking board off his foot, <laughs> and there's a hole. And I'm like, hmm, don't want it to get infected, so I grab a bucket, get some bleach. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I get some bleach, and I stick his foot in. <laughs> you stuck his foot. You stuck an open wound in a bucket full of bleach. <laughs> he, he didn't need to go to the hospital afterwards. <laughs> it worked. Jesus. You know, I think this might be the one situation where they're saying, like, if it's dumb and it works, it's not dumb. Exactly. It, it doesn't count here. It worked. <laughs> I did So, first of all, I was around Just nine treat your or brother 10. like a used heroin needle. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was around nine or ten at the time. you live in Washington. I was around nine or ten at the time, so. He was 11, so he got what he deserved. Um, I got one. Uh, I guess I'll let everybody judge if to see if this one's worse or not. So, as most people are aware, I grew up in the metro Detroit area. Um, in this, in the street, uh, the area I lived on is pretty racially segregated, but not in the way people think. Um, my family's pretty much the only white family on the block. Not a bad thing at all, unless you're my... Out of, like, were you living in, like, a Hispanic block? No, no, no. It was a, it was a very African-American block. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that part will become important later. Will it? Yeah. Uh, so, if you've ever seen the movie... Um, Grand Trina, which I'm still convinced to this day was only made by Clint Eastwood so he could have a reason to mumble <laughs> racial slurs for yes. fucking three hours. Yes. Now, my family was the one white family on the block, and the Clint Eastwood was just my 45-year-old unemployed father. Um, and he's racist as shit. Uh, it's not a surprise. You know, there, it's, there's something weird um, when it comes to racial minorities, you know, being, uh, I understand Armenians are generally just considered white, but pretty much anywhere Armenians go, we're very distinct and we're normally the minority. Um, and there's something to be said about minorities who have spent their like entire lives oppressed, just really don't like other people, especially if they're from like Eastern Europe. I don't know why. Like Armenians are racist as fuck. I've never had to deal with Eastern Europeans growing up. I can't speak for all of us, but if you've ever gone to like a YouTube comment section about anything to do with the Balkans, holy fucking shit. It's like Xbox Live circa 2006. I've gone onto YouTube to look up Slavic music. Same thing. Okay. Um, cool. I don't know why, uh, but they, they, they are. I'm, almost my entire family is just so fucking racist. Uh, my, my grandfather, this isn't the story, but my grandfather once told me... Uh, not to swim in the community pool because black people would give you the Ebola virus. Yep. 
did you get the virus? Or? I did not. Okay, so you didn't. <laughs> no, it turns out my racist foreign legionnaire grandfather yeah. was full of shit. Turns out he's a dick. Yeah, he's just not a nice yeah. guy. Um, but uh, at the time, my dad was unemployed from the Ford factory, so he had a lot of time at home with the my what? Ford factories. Back okay. When, back when those were a thing. Um, and he had a lot of time home. I heard the poor factory. I'm sorry. That's the racism factory. Yeah, he was, okay. he was, my dad was sucking was like, dicks what? out at the racism factory. <laughs> I'll um, get you off in two minutes or less. Go ahead. Time me. I got a union break. Um, he, uh, he got to spend a lot of time off uh, with my sister, who was our only child at the time, who's six years old. Doesn't sound good. Um, he taught her a trick, but he did not tell anybody about this trick. But he's very proud of it. My mom discovered it. My mom worked three jobs at the time to try to take care of everybody, because uh, my dad instead instead of like looking for work, he just drank all the money in the house away. Uh, so she had to work to feed his habits and also her daughter. Um, she decided, like, I have my one day off a week. I'm going to take my kid to the local mall. Um, the local mall. That's nice. <clears throat> well, I mean, you grew up in a pretty poor area, so you know there's like two or three malls. There's, there's a really nice mall. There's there's the nice mall really. or the new mall. We always call it the new mall, even though that mall was built literally 20 years ago. It's the new mall still to this day in 2019. Um, and then there's our mall. Well, yeah, I guess. like We went to... It's If you've ever watched uh, Mall Rats, it's the dirt mall. Like it's the gross mall. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, half the stores are like empty. Um, actually, you know, I don't even know if those even exist anymore because malls are so dead. But yeah, you, know, you have the the poor people mall, the ghetto mall. We uh, went to the parking lot mall. Is what I used to call it. It was called the Rose Bowl something. It was in L.A. I'll I'll have to explain later. But go ahead. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um, so that was the mall we went to. Um, we didn't go to the nice mall. So it's it's the mall for the people who live in the city. Because, you know, I mean, there, there's no gentrification going on in fucking 1989 in Detroit yet. It was the exact opposite. Um, so my mom puts my little sister in a uh, a walker or whatever and is pushing her, a stroller and is pushing her through the mall. That is when my sister stands up in her stroller and loudly starts making monkey noises while itching her armpits. Because my dad taught her to do that whenever she saw a black person. Your story's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Mine is mm. in case anybody in case anybody was ever curious why I never go home for holidays and I have not been there since I've been 17 years old. That's what you call a fucking hint. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking yikes. I don't for go me, home dog. because uh, half the time I can't understand my family. Oh, do they speak Spanish behind your back? I feel like they do. Well, I mean, if. Because they'll your whole speak family it. speaks English. They, they can. Yeah. It's fucked up because they'll start spoken sp- to some of they, them. They start, they'll start speaking fucking English, and then they'll just go straight to Spanish. I'm like, all right. <laughs> they, know, they know you don't speak Spanish. They know I don't. They're fucking assholes. <laughs> my youngest brother. My youngest. Out of all of us. He knows it. And I'm just like, you fucking dick. <laughs> Puta. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> all right. So we don't get any more depressed. Uh, we're going to move on to the next question. Why is everything you do depressing? Uh, so... I've made the joke before, and this kind of works uh, in my world as well. You know, like uh, whenever I was talking about Russian history, the the quotation should just be "Wait, it gets worse." Yeah. Also, my family. So yeah. also, oh, so this plays into the show too. Yeah. Okay. That's um, good. So somebody asked, "What was one of the holy shit, what a great idea moments that we talked about during the show? Like something that I told you, like holy, like it can't, it, you're thinking outside the box, and you're like." God damn, that's a really good idea. And you never cuz I mean, we're we were, you know, we're trained at least to some extent in military ideas and tactics. What is something you absolutely never would have thought of that uh that just blew your mind? Honestly? Ooh, I'm drawing a blank on this one. I got to uh, go with the electrified swamp. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. The the electrified swamp, 100%. Okay. You fucking all, immediately, bam, big bang. Fucking uh magician. I need a magician. But that wasn't really a thing. It is, though. I mean, he did actually have a personal personal magician. That is true. And he did gift him a 737 full of gifts. Exactly. I, you know. Because one, whenever you're down, you just look at him. They got to do something. Kazam. But like, he was not a real magician. I feel like he's just a guy who had a lot of rabbits shoved down his pants. Maybe that was his fetish. I don't know. It could have been. Like, so you're going to give me a magic trick? Wait, I'm not done yet. I'm almost there. 
Oh, he's got to come on the bunnies again. <laughs> oh, the bunnies got gel on them. <laughs> Rogaine. Uh, all right. So here's a simple one. One of these has got to go. Whiskey, rum, or vodka? Rum. Rum. Rum's easy. I don't like rum. So I can mix with vodka. Yeah. I can hardly mix with rum and whiskey, but I like whiskey on its own. I do not like rum on its own. There's a reason why I've never heard of rum tastings. I mean, you know what? They probably fucking exist. Everything exists, but like, no, I don't want to do it. The only rum I could actually, I actually kind of like is Kraken. Kraken's pretty okay to me. I got a funny story. Off rack, like Kraken, so bad. Maybe this is why I don't like rum. So, Bacardi 151 is technically rum, right? I've never had it. I never wanted to. Well, I lost a bet in the barracks. Sounds terrible. And I free, it was some arbitrary bet. I think it was hockey. The Red Wings lost because that's what they do now. Um, and the loser had to drink a protein shake made with Bacardi 151. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what happened immediately. And I have never touched rum uh, since. Yeah. Was it like a thick? It was like a creamy. I can it, it's it was like Greek fire because it was like thick and Latin on, fire and on and just burning and but because the. Because I didn't put a ton in there. I put like one protein scoop and then like a couple shots. So it mixed into something that resembled a liquid. But it didn't actually get rid of all the powder. So it's like when you try to eat crackers really fast. And you just like cough up powder. Yeah. But also my throat was on fire. Oh, God. It's terrible. That's releasing vomit. Yeah, it makes me want to die a little just thinking about it. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on to an actual history question. Who is your favorite Roman emperor and why? Ooh, I lo- okay. Can I say, please? So, I'm a fan of Gladiator. Oh boy, I love this guy. I fucking love Commodus. You know, even if you take away from the fact that Gladiator was not historically first accurate, of all, Gladiator is a great fucking movie. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying they ha- they made everybody Commodus- knows the soundtrack is when you go to the field and you his- listen to the soundtrack in your head. Of you back home in a better place. Just if you want to die. <laughs> yeah. I need to die and go back to the Elysian fields. Um, I remember Gladiator as uh, a really good movie, obviously. But also, like, they made Commodus way more cartoonishly evil. Like, to yeah. include, like, facial expressions. They also made him good at fighting. And he, I mean, they did make it pretty obvious he rigged all of his fights. Oh, yeah. Like, they stabbed Russell Crowe in this. I mean, spoiler alert, it's 20 years old. I don't give a shit. But, uh, yeah, they murked him for it. That's how, like... Gladiators Poor were not shit. allowed to actually fight him in the arena, which is what makes it so funny. Because imagine all the, I mean, because gladiators were trying to fight for the freedom and fight for other things. Um, and people thought they were watching like actual entertainment. And then it turns out they're just watching boxing effectively where everything's fucking rigged. Dude, honest. Okay, so yeah. He thought, I guess he fucking thought he was hot shit winning his fights, obviously. You know, they're rigged fixed. fights, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's the emperor. Obviously, think, you can't beat him. I think he, like, sicked animals on people and shit, too. I don't remember so that part, but yeah. he had this thing called the Plebeian Games where he would shoot javelins and arrows yeah. at animals just for fun in the morning. I'm assuming they were, like, chained down. They probably were, honestly. <laughs> were... Oh, look, it's a tiger. The motherfucker has no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking declawed. <laughs> this is no match. <laughs> so and then here, fuzzy paws. In the afternoon, he would do his gladiator games. Where he would take part in and obviously fucking win. Yeah. But, and this took place the same year he actually was assassinated. How did he get assassinated? It's honestly great. <laughs> so, at first they were trying to poison this guy. But he, he probably had like a poison taste or something. He's an emperor. No, he fucking vomited the food out. Like, obviously the poison tasted terrible to the point where he was like, eh. <sighs> Ma- imagine work. how just like disheartening that has to be as an assassin. Like, haha, he ate it. And he's like, mm, no thank you. No! <laughs> He's <laughs> like, oh fuck, that worked. <laughs> fuck. So they sent in a fucking wrestler to go strangle him while he's taking a bath in the tub. <laughs> like Triple H coming into your coming imagine, into your. Imagine like uh, Abraham Lincoln is assassinated, but instead of like Booth shooting him, he's like, sitting in the balcony. The door kicks open behind him, and it's like. Whoa, it's the big show! He just gets fucking choke slammed to death. <laughs> Off the fucking balcony. So someone in the back has Off the top rope! And then just Lincoln's dead. Oh, God. But yeah, it's Commodus is definitely my God, favorite. Fantastic. What's Stone Cold doing these days? 
Uh, he definitely did Stone Cold Stunner the president. He did. He actually Stone Cold Stunner. He's the only one. No, he's not. The Stone Cold Stunner the president? Oh, well, he is the only one to do that. But he's also he also stunnered like 25% of the cabinet because Vince McMahon's wife was part of the government for a little while. She was the head of like the small business really? bureau. Yeah, and he stunnered what? her like more than once. That's very true. I didn't know she was a part of the government, though. Most people just like to blank that part out. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought she was married to fucking... Well, that's how she got the job because uh, WWF donated like millions of dollars to. Him. Holy shit! Okay, because that's how the government works. Uh, mine has to be Caligula, and I feel like I need to point out here he's a favorite. As much as like you have your favorite supervillain, it's not because you enjoy what he was doing. Like the villain from Patriots, my favorite. Oh, I fucking hate that. <laughs> um, Caligula is my favorite. Three off because he is someone that seemingly can only exist in fiction but he actually existed um and they made a movie about his life that was starring malcolm mcdowell in uh showing my age here malcolm mcdowell is the guy from the clockwork orange the guy who did an incredibly terrifying rape scene murdered people shit like that they looked at them like he'd make a perfect caligula (laughs) they did i'm still lost on the fact where is this movie which one, Caligula? Yes. Uh, you can. It's probably an Amazon Prime. Um, What's it, it called? It, it's just called Caligula, I think, or the Madness of That's Caligula, terrible. or something. But it's literally a softcore porn. Like all. Oh, oh, my favorite ca- category. Yeah, because that's what Caligula did. Like, I, just before we get to the fucking part, and there's plenty of fucking. Um, but soft. At one point, he got upset at the ocean, declared war on Neptune, God of the Sea, and deployed soldiers to stab the water. How long did that war go on? I don't know, but like eventually he declared victory, and then like or like because you know I hope the, he dressed up as Aquaman. Well, uh, like the the Roman army at the time kind of uh, functioned off loot. I mean, the people got salary, but it's pretty low, and they just assumed that you'd take war booty home. And he told them to take seashells look as war the, booty. I was about to say, yeah. look at all the shells I got. Yeah. Like, yeah, you had to think to be that ridiculous. <laughs> That's just who he was. I can make a bikini. There's big dick energy, and then there's fucking big Caligula energy. And like after that, he literally had sex with most of his family that was still alive, uh, to include his sister, who he had a particular fondness for. Um, he held huge dinners where he invited every important person in Rome, and then would... Uh, kind of swooned their wives into having sex with him in uh, the next room. Mm. He probably raped him. He's oh. probably just a rapist. He wasn't charming? Uh, I assume you don't have to when you're the fucking emperor of Rome. Like, if you don't have sex with me, I'll kill everybody you love. So he did that. And then he went back out to the party after he was done and then would shit talk their sexual prowess to their partner. To their face. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then at one point, he just demanded everybody call him Jupiter uh, because he's God Why? now. He's God. Jupiter was a Roman God. And now he is also him. Um, and he just built a, a giant statue of himself as Jupiter. Um, what is he posing? How is he posing? Uh, Jupiter-esque. I don't know. What the, I don't know. Um, and what, now, there is a, a mostly not true, but kind of true legend about him making his horse a senator. <gasps> Oh, that's great. Now, people aren't sure if he, if he actually did this or if he just did it to insult the Senate and then never actually sat the horse in the Senate. But what is true is his horse had a golden home to live in. <laughs> My Roman leader would have killed your horse. Caligula would probably fuck your horse. Ooh. <laughs> and then insult you about the horse's sexual prowess. Your horse dick isn't big. Yeah. Your horse fucks like a pussy. Um... <laughs> And you know you can't do that in Washington State anymore because somebody died fucking a horse. Nah, it's... fun fact. That's a true story. I believe it. it there's a video. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Are we watching that later? No, absolutely not. You don't have to nod yes to me. No. <laughs> Maybe later. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, I don't condone bestiality and, and a, rape and murder. It's really sad. Uh, That's a like, lot of satire. <laughs> but. He's just so nuts. He shouldn't actually exist. And he was eventually killed by his own bodyguards. Because even another like, wrestler? No, no, it was the Praetorian Guard. Oh, okay. Um, who, thought, who just kind of did that all the time. Thought Shawn Michaels fucking sweet chin th- music. Now, him. I think Caligula was killed by uh, the, the Praetorian Guard. I might be wrong, but he was eventually murdered. Because 
course he fucking was. He went on. You his... can't do that forever and someone not kill you. Yeah. So he went on his last ride. <laughs> the Undertaker. Ah, <laughs> he did it. Caligula sitting down, picturing himself to uh, as as you know Neptune or fucking Jupiter, and then you hear the. The American mm. badass version of The Undertaker when he comes out to oh, Kid Rock. Nah. The worst one. That one's fucking so Michigan. No, he wasn't. Oh, my God. He wasn't. It was because, first of all, Mark Calloway is from Texas, so he'll go fuck yourself. No. And it, that was when The Undertaker was like 60 goddamn years old and 30 pounds overweight and could barely walk. <laughs> and he just limps out to the rain. Oh, it's so it's bad. It's great. It's terrible. It's, it's, it's perfectly bad. I hated um, it. Oh, it wasn't good. Next question. Uh, what animal would most fuck up a modern human army? Obviously, we have to cover this one because we talked about the emu war. Right. So I feel like emus don't have the edge anymore. I still feel like they do. I mean, the Australian army for sure. But uh, I mean, if because now I'm pretty sure emus outnumber people, but um, I'm, they probably don't. I don't know. Sheep do. In but, Australia, yes. I mean, it depends on what the, the, the shadow emu I think government. Everything. Just venomous Ooh, creatures. Yeah. I think everything that can kill some, like a human in Australia outnumbers Australians. I mean, Australia just kills a lot of people. Yeah. So. Like the, the land itself. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with bears since we can't pick emus. And there's a reason for that. I can agree with that. It's already been proven that bears can be trained to conduct military operations. We talked about that with Wojciech. It can happen. They can hold their liquor pretty good, too. Yeah, apparently. they can get they drunk, can. chain smoke, and they're going to fire artillery at you. Eat it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's a bear, and they could definitely carry more than us. So it's imagine a the workload bear that they can do in a day. What's your choice? Ooh, that's a really good one. Can I go with a combo, or do I only have to pick a one? Combo. Yeah, like a bear emu. Oh, like a bear emu alliance. Yeah, they'd yeah. be fucked. Now, if we could train the bears to ride the emus, that would be really hard for the emus. I mean, the, in Russia, they train how strong are they? Uh, probably not strong enough to hold a bear. Yeah, so... Uh, in Russia, they teach wait, bears we how to ride horses. Exoskeleton suits for the emus? Wait, wait. I got a better <laughs> idea. Bears and Gundams. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. We are picking bears in Gundams as our... Um, Can the bears have exoskeleton suits? Yeah, that's the Gundam. It's not like an Evangelion. Oh, okay. That would be depressing. Yeah. We don't want to wish that upon our, our bear friends. <laughs> and they just have to be angsty teens. Oh. So, Bear Gundams, we're, gonna, yes. we're in agreement yes, there? Yes, I like yeah. that one. Japan, get to work on that. Um, <laughs> Mary Fuck Kill, Luigi Cadorna, Sir Douglas Haig, and Henry Wirtz. So, uh, for people who are unaware who Henry Wirtz was, uh, he was the camp commandant of the Andersonville so, Prison yeah. Camp in the Confederacy of the United States. So, I'm killing him immediately. I'm, I'm definitely killing Henry Wirtz. Haig? See, that's the problem with this answer. Then we, then we have to let one of the other two live. No, this is, okay, so check this out. <laughs> Here's how they do this. This... Right, and I killed my guy. spouse. That I can't. That's against the rules. Yeah, come on. You can I know. kill myself? <laughs> no. Maybe later. <laughs> Fine. You have to choose still. <laughs> so, killing this guy. Fuck him. Haig. First of all, he made his guys walk slowly through the kill zone. You know. He's a boring fuck. He's Sir a Douglas. No, Haig he's a love fuck. fuck. He's gonna want to love. Oh, so yeah. Like I said, he's boring. Gonna, exactly. Sometimes you want the love. You know, he wants to make sometimes you want to cuddle, have that little. Also, he's royal. Well, he's not royalty. He's a he's a he's a a baron, right? Yeah, he is. Baron Dorna. Yeah, he's gonna want to go in multiple times. He's not gonna want to stop. Exactly. That, he's gonna go five, six, seven, oh, maybe even twelve. Eight, twelve times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a low. That's low a fuck right there. Flu, yeah. At the end, the the skin is just spongy and bruised. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Tender. Somehow you'll fuck twelve times, but never come. Mm. <laughs> you'll never succeed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. So yeah, we're in agreement on this one. And then after that, I'm going to strangle him because that's not what I'm into. But I feel like I'm doing the world a favor. I like that. Yeah. Yes. Who'd you rather cosplay? Would as? he leave traces of marinara sauce on us? Snap, he would snap like a breadstick. Yeah, he, he would. He couldn't give you a hand job because his hands are locked in the Italian hand pointing. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a tight hand job. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next one before uh, Nate fires us. Um, who'd you rather cosplay as? A Confederate soldier or a Navy SEAL? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Navy I'm SEAL. I'm going to have to go with Navy SEAL too. Just because at least my war crimes will get a pass. 
Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Nice. Recent joke. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't always have to be about history, y'all. <laughs> I just want to do it so I can write a book or have a movie <laughs> yeah, or some shit. The second you throw down the fucking trident, just like publishers kick open your door. <laughs> And you get a slot on Fox News. You might get elected governor of Missouri or senator from Texas. Wear this eye patch that I have somewhere on the desk. Yeah, put on the eye patch, and if you just start screaming racial slurs out of nowhere, (laughs) first of all, that eye patch is for an Archer Halloween costume that I still need to do. Now you can dress up as Dan Crenshaw. I don't want to, and just scream Islamic slurs at people. I don't think I want to. I mean, in Texas, it gets you elected. In Texas. I'd have a great time. Yeah, that or owning other people's property. All right. Um, how many 12-year-olds could you successfully fight at the same time? Now, I asked them for uh, clearing this up. If it's one at a time in a tournament mode or successive waves of 12-year-olds. They said either. Um, I like my chances one at a time until I get tired. One at a time, definitely. But then again. I've seen some big fucking like, 12-year-olds. Yeah, so have I. I feel like my cardio is better than you. No, it's probably better than a 12-year-old, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, I don't like my options against a wave. A wave? Ooh, that'd be tough. Yeah. Are we, are we talking like... Okay, we could do both. We're talking so, like non-athletic 12-year-olds. Okay, so I can feel we like do, I could just punt them. Maybe an average? Basketball player. They're not super athletic. They're no, not, they're not. It's not like a lineman. It's very true. Or a soccer player. But, uh, but even a lineman 12-year-old is still like, who the fuck are you? They're probably You're still... You're fucking 12 years yeah, old. but still, there's a lot of them. They're... they're they just form a line. I'd say basketball player. Okay. I can take I basketball. Because I played basketball when I was 12, and I was I a never fucking string bean. I was really tall, but gumpy as shit. I played baseball, so. But, uh, yeah. I like my chances one-on-one. Don't like my chances in the wave. Yeah, in the wave, I think I'd die. Because, one, I don't have that good cardio, but I have better than a 12-year-old. But 12 of them, 12 12-year-olds? A lot of shit going down. Just tine, tons of tiny I, fists getting yeah. into places that you never thought possible. I wouldn't want to be near that many 12-year-olds <laughs> at one time by myself. No, if you're around that many 12-year-olds... perception is everything. It's the implication. Ooh, it is. <laughs> if, if you're around that many 12-year-olds at once, you probably ran Nick's church when he was a kid. Ooh. <laughs> more than likely. All right, uh, moving on to our next one. Who is your favorite Medal of Honor recipient and why? Oh, okay. Um, mine would have to go definitely World War II. That is your jam. It is my jam. I did fucking cosplay. Yeah, I did cosplay it. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I, I like how in the first couple episodes, you absolutely refused to say that. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to be just, associated with it, but now I just don't. Then you shit. broke down. I don't even care. So mine would have to be, uh, Edward Allen Carter Jr. Oh, he's my favorite too. So I, uh, picked him because one. He's an L.A. native. We are from L.A. Yeah, you had to have solidarity with your, like, worst city comrades. We are the best. No, you're not. I've been to L.A. It's awful. You've been there, what, in traffic? I drove through it. Exactly. It was like 2 a.m., so go there was no traffic. Yourself. And it was just around the outside. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I, I saw all I needed to see. You didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I didn't say it's the worst place on earth. So One step above Kabul. Good job, y'all. It's not good. <laughs> the roads are worse, though. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this guy, he grew up in uh, India. He later moved to uh, Shanghai, you know, China. While in China, he fucking ran away. What, 1932? Yeah, he ran away in 1932. Joined the, Ch- the Chinese, National, uh, Chinese Nationalist Army fighting against uh, invading uh, Japanese. How old was he? Was he, like, 15? He had had to been. Yeah, he was 15 at the time. So, while doing this at 15, he made his way to Europe, joined the Abraham Lincoln Brigade, which, tell me if I'm wrong, I probably am, which were like what, American volunteer fighting group or? It wasn't just Americans. Um, it was mostly English-speaking volunteers, um, a, a lot of Canadians, a lot of Americans, so like Western. a lot of Brits. Yeah, um, it was not, I mean, in the Spanish Civil War, it, normally you just have the fascist side and the Republican side. Um, or the loyalist side, whichever you want to call it. So these guys basically fought against uh, General uh, Francisco Franco's regime. Again, yeah, he's gross fascist. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, funny no. story. Uh, I th- no, fuck. Was it him or somebody else that his like, um, 
uh, like his uh, descendants' house burnt down. What? Yeah. Uh, and someone was like, "Cool." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> Did they try to help him? Or is he like, my house? No, I mean he's been dead for decades. But it's like one of his like grandkids or something. Yeah. Um, fuck him. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean Carter was uh, an avowed socialist, which is kind of a uh, a big thing that uh, in most um, discussions about the Civil War, it's normally considered um, leftist versus fascist, which yeah. isn't entirely true, and it isn't even entirely true of the Abraham Lincoln brigades. There's a lot of anti-fascists who were not socialists, and there's a lot of anti-fascists who were communists and anarchists, and they just all kind of fought together and it didn't really end up all that great uh in case anybody remembers how that ended but yeah he fought there for quite a while he made he was like a sergeant or a staff sergeant in the abraham lincoln brigades and he's a fucking teenager yeah he's fucking young as shit yeah and the fact he did a lot of world like tours he was I guess, really and, like, good at killing fascists he was <laughs> dude, he was good at skipping across the country at a young age yeah he's like must go now. Have to kill fascists somewhere else. Yeah, like, what the fuck? My people need me. And he just vanishes like fucking Poochie from The <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> so Carter entered the army uh, September 26, 1941. He was really the only recruit with combat experience. Yeah, imagine so, getting a private and you're like trying to like, dude, I've, been, I've literally been fighting for decades. You can fuck yourself. <laughs> so I guess you could say he stood out in a the crowd. A little bit. Yeah. And especially as, like, a black soldier um, with combat experience. Because, like, black soldiers weren't allowed to be combat soldiers then. So, a little less than a year, he made a staff sergeant. (laughs) In a year. So. That takes, what, a decade now? It can. (laughs) If you're me, maybe. (laughs) So, he was a member of a unique uh, unit at the time, which was uh, the 7th Army Infantry uh, Company Number 1. It's, like, a provisional unit. A it was part like fifty six armored uh, infantry battalion. It was like a black combat unit that you could volunteer to join. Yeah, it was right? a colored, ar- uh, basically a co- colored combat unit, which whites can join if they volunteered for it. We but- need to point out that colored is their nomenclature at the time, considered pretty highly racist now. Yes, um, but we are going off what they called it, and yeah, I'm just happy they didn't call it something worse. Yeah, <laughs> this is the forties. Yeah, so these uh, provisional companies would. Basically, uh, they were they were started after the Battle of the Bulge. They yeah, would, they had, had a lot of holes to fill there. Yeah, they were used basically to augment depleted divisions because turns out after the Bulge, it was a bad idea to have them near the front. It it turned out that having an entire race of people from the United States that couldn't fight was a really bad idea. Yeah. So, because some stupid bureaucratic racist bullshit. This really covers the dark time of, that our country was in. Yeah, thank God racism ended, right, y'all? Yeah. Hasn't happened ever since. America. <laughs> so, to continue, March 23rd, uh, 1945, Carter would find himself, he was basically riding a tank, I would assume a Sherman, to be honest. I believe it was, yeah. He came under uh, German anti-tank and small arms fire. He dismounted and led three men across a field. Two men were killed. The third were seriously wounded. Carter would continue on his own. He would, he would sustain five wounds yeah. at this time. And during this time, these eight Germans were like, you know, hey, let's take this guy. We wounded him. Let's capture him. He looks valuable. Probably wouldn't have been good news uh, being a black soldier being captured by the Germans. They, oh, no. They normally didn't treat them that well. No, they're dicks. Wait, are you telling me the Nazis were racist? Holy fuck. <laughs> and he worked for racists, too? <sighs> Double-edged sword. You know, it, totally off topic, but I got into an argument. Uh, it was like last year, two years ago, when um, um, Muhammad Ali died. Because Muhammad Ali dodged a draft. Yeah. Uh, well, he didn't dodge the draft. Somebody's just like, I'm not going to get fucking drafted. And he just said no. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, he's a fucking traitor. And his uh, excuses, I'm not going to say the full quote for obvious reasons. It's like, no Vietnamese ever called me the N-word. And uh, like, yeah, why would he volunteer to fight if he couldn't be the same as everybody else? Right. Like, he couldn't drink, and this is the height of like Jim Crow shit in the sixties and seventies. Like, I can't drink from the same fucking water fountain as you, motherfucker. Why am I going to go die fighting in your war? Fuck yeah. you. And uh, someone, uh, I was, it was a very, very right wing person. I was explaining it to, was like, shit, that's a good point. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's about as woke as that dude ever got, unfortunately. Do you think he went back to 
Oh no, what a fucking traitor. No, he just did the mental gymnastics about him still being subhuman, but also mm. kind of still being right. No. You can't. You can't win them all. No, you can't win any of them with them. Very true. So, uh, fucking. So this, these Germans are like, about oh, eight of them said, hey, let's go get this guy. He seems pretty cool. <laughs> I want to hang out with him. Yeah. Pretty cool guy. So he killed six of them. <laughs> Captured the two. Those survivors were used as a shield to get across the field while this... He's wounded, too. That's adapting and overcoming. It really is. Listen here, Fretz, just fucking walk. So he got a lot of good information off these fucking two survivors, too, so fucking big ups on him. Did he live through this? He did. Holy shit. He really did. Uh, So he he was awarded the Distinguished uh, Service Cross for his actions. What I think is probably would be your favorite is he was uh, refused reenlistment. Yeah, because he's a fucking communist. Like they, they, I mean, the army knew about his service in the Abraham Lincoln brigades. He he didn't hide it from them, and it was fine at the time. And then at when he came for reenlistment, it was I think it was like forty eight or forty nine. Um, they're like, uh, nope, because I mean, he was he was never a full member of the communist party, for at least from anything I ever read. Right. But he knew a lot of people in it, and they like welcome welcomed them home and everything. So I mean, in nineteen in the late nineteen forties and fifties, that's a they pretty bad thing. Assume that he had communist connections. They didn't even need to assume; they could just say it back yeah. then. I um, mean, this is like you know the the era of like House of Un-American Activities and blacklisting and things like that. And I mean, and if he was a white guy, he may have gotten away with it. But he was a leftist, For and sure. he was black. Yeah. Uh, I cannot think of a worse thing to be in nineteen forty nine in America. So. He ended up dying of uh, lung cancer January 30th in 1963 in UCLA Medical Center and was buried. I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong, and I'm so, like, it's in my own city. Do it. <laughs> Sawtell National Cemetery in Los Angeles, You've probably California. been there before, haven't you? I haven't. Oh, okay. But it was, it, I was, lived actually not too far away from it. So this was in LA, and he, he was later awarded the Medal of Honor, though. It was like 1990-something, right, posthumously? 97, along with seven other African-American soldiers. I'm sure it just took that long for their paperwork to get processed. Oh, yeah. It certainly wasn't racism. Definitely had not a thing to do with it. That's why I really, really, really... I'm One of the reasons why I'm losing my hair is like when... I'm sure you've heard it. It's like... I don't see race. Everybody in the army is green. Oh like, bitch, tell that to the last hundred years of soldiers, you fucking asshole. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So, yeah, he was uh, later reburied in Arlington Cemetery in 99, but I, he's specifically my favorite because uh, he's from L.A. I lived close to where he grew up at the time. I think in L.A. also we had, what, 31 or 32 Medal of Honor recipients? And obviously, I think it has to do with low income. We go into the military too. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's not that shocking. Yeah, so it's a big city. I have too. a lot of pride in yeah. my with my city. I just really like him because he's really good at killing fascists. I like that too. I mean, as anybody who has been listening to this show, we very rarely say, "Hey, this war is a really good idea," but you're you're gonna be hard pressed. For me to be like, that was a bad idea when it involved shooting a fascist in the face. Um, good on you, Carter. Good on you, man. Dig him back up. He's got work to do. Yeah, he's great. Uh, I love him. Uh, my next one, or my favorite Medal of Honor winner, is Roy Benavidez from the Vietnam War. Yes. The dude who literally would not die. Um, and I know about Roy Benavidez. He's Hispanic. Uh, he is. I'm not sure where he got that idea. I hope he doesn't know Spanish, too. He, like de- he definitely did. Fuck. Um, God damn it. <laughs> He would. I believe his parents were immigrants as well, or he, he may have been an immigrant. I don't remember. Um, but I know about Roy Benavidez because I went to training um, when I was in the Army at Fort Knox uh, for my basic training in tank school. Um, one of the ranges that we went to was the Roy Benavidez range, and it had a huge fucking plaque with this, with this story on it. And we had nothing else to do but to stand there and stare um, while we waited our turn to shoot. So like this one always was really interesting to me. And he's one of the people that not only survived everything, but he kind of openly talked about everything that happened afterwards. And he had a really twisted, sick sense of humor, which is awesome to me. Um, so it, it's a story that always stuck with me. Um, but Roy Benavidez was a medic and he heard while he was back at base that a single patrol, about a dozen guys had been ambushed by an entire battalion of 
North Vietnamese soldiers. Um, it's a lot. Yeah, if people don't know what the size of battalion is, and uh, it's significantly more than a dozen people by hundreds. Um, he heard the radio call for help and jumped on the first helicopter out of the base to reinforce them. He ran to the helicopter so fast, the only thing he grabbed was his medic pack and a knife. Um, he jumped off the helicopter and was immediately wounded about a dozen times. Uh, what? Yeah, just just walked up with a machine gun. Uh, grenades hit him a dozen times, um, but that didn't stop him from attempting to render first aid to multiple wounded people around him. Um, but as he got more and more wounded, the wounds began to add up. Those wounds were seven gunshot wounds, 28 shrapnel wounds, two bayonet wounds, a totally destroyed right lung, and a concussion from when he was clubbed over the head by an enemy rifle. Um, at one point when he got bayoneted, he snapped the bayonet off the end of the rifle, pulled it out of him, and bayoneted them back. What? I believe that is the most fuck you that's ever happened in human history. Um, so around all of them, he is credited with killing uncountable enemy soldiers, but and saving at least eight Americans. Um, this happened for six hours. Six hours. This guy is just one of the reasons they said that he survived was because he was so dehydrated. Um, he just didn't bleed out. Um, when they found him, that's that Hispanic blood that we have. It's thick. Basically <laughs> comes out like you maple can't kill fucking us. syrup. Um, and one of the, so he eventually blacked out from his wounds. Um, so when the Vietnamese were finally chased off and reinforcements showed up, they took one look at him and he's torn up. He's brown and his, uh, features are a bit smudged by just massive blood loss that they thought he was a Vietnamese soldier and just like dumped him in a ditch because they thought he was an enemy dead body, uh, until they realized he was American because he told them they'll go fuck themselves. Uh, so the oh shit he's one of us so they pulled him back in the helicopter holy shit that Vietnamese guy can really fuck off that, that Vietnamese guy can really talk yeah, shit um, and that wasn't the only time that they would think he was dead <laughs> um, he got evacuated to the base camp and medics at the base also thought he was dead put him in a duffel bag and then just chucked him aside <laughs> uh, that's when one of his friends recognized him and demanded that this medics take another look at him um, the, a doctor came up to him and said, forget about it. He's dead. How mangled was he? He's pretty fucked up. Uh, I recognize those fingers. Well, I mean, he never got hit in the, he didn't get shot in the face. So his, oh, that's his friends could still recognize yeah. him. Um, so after hearing a doctor tell him that he was dead, Roy Benavidez sat up in his body bag and spat in the doctor's <laughs> face. Um, he was eventually stabilized and his commander knew that Roy should get the Medal of Honor immediately. But he was afraid that Roy would die before he actually got it. So he uh, pushed paperwork through for a distinguished service cross instead. Uh, when it became clear that Roy Benavides was the fucking Highlander, they decided to upgrade <laughs> it to the Medal of Honor. Die. Uh, Roy Benavides eventually died from cancer. Uh, and he is buried at um, Sam Houston Memorial uh, Cemetery in San Antonio, Texas. The same place where Rich... Rich's grandfather is buried uh, because they had the same job and they probably worked together. Probably. Small yeah. world. Yeah. Small Green Beret world in Vietnam. That's for fucking sure. So that's the only thing that uh, will get Hispanics is cancer. I can think of a few more things. No. <laughs> nothing ever else? Nothing no. else? Yeah. We don't like to think about that. Yeah. But uh, next question. I like yours. So our last question on this night is one that has been asked more times than any other question on the list. Nick, tell me the story about your dick tattoo. I knew it was coming. The day would come. I warned you. The day would come. Today is this day. So, and it should be known to everybody that I haven't heard the full story yet. I just know you lost a bet. That's very true. What bet did you lose? Clearly, the bet you lost was better than the one I lost. Because all you did was throw up. Yeah, but what was the bet that you lost? I'm getting there. All right. I like suspense. I feel like it had to be a pretty serious bet. It really wasn't. Because I remember the bet. I just don't remember getting the tattoo. So it had to do with hockey. Same as yours. It had to do with the Kings. And them definitely winning. <laughs> I don't remember what game it was. But I was like, It wasn't like a I finals game or anything. It, it was wasn't. just a game. It was just a game. Jesus. I was like, because I, I guess we were all getting drunk and I was at my buddy's house and I wanted to watch Who the That's that much game. on a regular season game. Okay. I'm getting there. <laughs> The fir- the bet that I made, which was agreed upon, was okay. Well, if you lose, I get a tattoo, two uh, two tattoos of your choosing. You get to pick one of them, and I was like, "All right, cool." He showed me a bear, and I was like, 
I want the bear because one, I'm from California. I like bears. Bears are cool. It all comes back to bears. It really does. It's a full circle here. Full circle of bears. And the other one was, uh, uh, I think it was like a fucking grasshopper. It was really weird. It's a weird selection. It's better than a dick. It is. Which, obviously, I got the worst selection. Like, <laughs> and I was like, cool, I'm getting a fucking bear because my team lost. Whatever, I don't care. I, I ended up getting blacked out, drunk as fuck, at the, my boy's place. I wake up. My buddy's like, hey, got your tattoo, bro. And I was like, cool, thanks, bro. Didn't even check it while I was there. Probably should have. But I was so like out of it where I was like, dude, I want to go home, shower, and take a nap. Yeah. I know you probably had that moment. It's one of those times that you're so drunk you wear like sunglasses or you're so hungover you wear like sunglasses indoors. Yes. Yeah. Very. So I was like, dude, I need to go home. At this point also, apparently my shorts turned into short shorts. Sorry, my pants turned into short shorts. Uh-huh. I think I still have them too. They're like Daisy Dukes. They're really nice. They're American Eagle. Now they're Daisy Dukes. So you're wearing dry- you wait you you made jorts. Apparently throughout the night, apparently I cut them. Didn't know when because I was blacked out and I just was like, you know what? Drunk I want to wear some fucking shorts. <laughs> so I nobody cut my ever pants. looks cool in jorts. No, I didn't because when I woke up and I was like, cool, I got shorts. Oh man, I was like, whatever, I'm going home. So on the way home, I'm driving. I look down at my leg. And I'm like. Oh, there's my tattoo, and I kind of lift my short up a little bit, and I'm like, that's not a bear. <laughs> it could be. It, a fucked up bear, dude. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell everybody in detail what it looks like. I'm sure pictures will go up, too. Oh, uh, it's going to be the, uh, the, the cover pick of this episode. Can it? Definitely. Okay. Would it have to be censored? No, it's not an actual dick. It can be. It, I don't want it to be an actual dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was like... Oh, well, <laughs> I got a tick on my leg now. And then I almost got in trouble going to an army school with it. Oh, did you get down and do sit-ups and everybody saw your leg yep. dick? Oh, boy. The, our class uh, NCO IC saw it and he's like, uh, dick and balls? <laughs> I was like, yep. He, was, he just giggled and he was like, nice. Nice. And then the, uh, I guess what, because uh, I know everybody not here is not in the military. We have these people called sharp reps which are sexual harassment people, I guess is HR. Yeah, it's like the Army's version of HR, because every HR rep I've ever had has always talked about like toxic work environment and like sexual harassment, and that's pretty much it. So yeah, so the HR guy ended up seeing it while I was doing my sit-ups. I had to go to, the, I think, third or second day of the school, I had to go talk to the first sergeant, the commandant of the school, about this tattoo. That's outstanding. And all they told me was, because I still have plans to get it covered up. I haven't figured out what... You just attach a stick figure to it. <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker's uh, hung like a champ. That'd be fucking terrible. I mean, it wouldn't be bad, but it's still terrible. Turned into a sword. Yeah, it'd it's be a awesome. a dick sword. It's a dick sword. Dick spear. So, they tell me, all right, well, we don't think you're a bad soldier. And I was like, well, you don't know me, but <laughs> I agree. Sure. But you have heard of me. Yeah, obviously. So they're like, you know what? Just put a Band-Aid over it or wear some longer, longer spandex. They and told I was you like, to what? go full, okay. full like Nelly face on your dick tattoo. <laughs> so, cover with a Band-Aid. So anytime during that time in school, I'd either put a Band-Aid over it or wore some long spandex. But that's how I got it. And that is the year-long mystery of Nick's dick tattoo. So I'll explain it. The tip is a heart, a perfect heart. It well, is I mean, a nice heart. What is a dick other than love? Exactly. Just the tip. Just the tip. You get love with just, just the tip. Just the tip. The shaft is, I'll say it, it's about pencil dick shaft. It's kind of small. The balls, yeah. There's like four hairs ball. attached to no, it? No, there's two on the inside and then on the outside kind of like danglers. You got four of them that are curly. You should put a hat on it. I don't know. Ooh, church a fancy hat. Church it up a bit. Ooh, a Churchill hat. Is your dick racist? Ooh, a cigar in the tip (laughs) with a whiskey on the side. God, now it's Bill Clinton. God, this is great. Oh, we're doing my cover right now on air. So thank you, everybody, for sticking with us a year. Thank you. Uh, It's been a crazy year. Um, We went from absolutely nothing to thousands of listeners. Um, You guys support the show so much. It's 
Fantastic. And, you know, we finally set a Patreon goal, which we never did before um, because we never actually thought anybody would give us money. Um, we're sitting at about 450 bucks a month. Nice. Um, the Patreon goal is if we get to 500, we will try to put out a bonus episode every week rather than every month. So that means you get to deal with my stupid ass twice a week. Uh, if that sounds like something you're interested in, uh, support the show on Patreon. Um, if you want a T-shirt. Uh, He's not I- bad. I, I could be worse. I deal with him a lot. Um, I'm wearing our awesome new uh, drafty shirt that Francis Horton of the Hell of Way to Die designed for us. Uh, just came in mail today. It looks fucking awesome. I love it. I love it. Oh my god! Uh, I so want the sticker. You can so get bad. those on Patreon or on Patreon on Teespring, um, and along with everything else we've ever put on there. Um, if you feel like reading a book, buy my book, Citizen of Earth. Uh, it's military sci-fi. I knew a plug was coming. Oh, it's, it's I'm nothing but a walking book plug at this point. Got got them you bills to pay. Outlet. Got them bills to pay, baby girl. Need the plugs. Um, for everybody else, thank you so much. Rate and review us on iTunes. That shit is really important for the few independent, not corporation-owned podcasts out there. Um, our show will always be free, so never have to worry about that. Just uh, if you feel like what we do is worth a buck, please do. I got books are getting expensive. Um, I just did like a weird trans state know a guy who knows a guy hook up to get a book that's out of print from a library in kansas um, nice i was 100 percent sure i was gonna get scammed but then the book showed up at my house so that's awesome uh, but thank you everybody and um we will see you next week with a regularly scheduled episode that is actually depressing not, not us screaming about stupid things or me and travis making fun of max boot so until next week y'all later